All right, guys, about that time. Chris Brooks here with you on another edition of the Rebels 247 podcast. Part of the 247 Sports Network and inside the Rebels. Hope you had a great weekend. I hope you did. There's no reason you shouldn't have. You should have had a great weekend. We are finally into August, which means we have football every month, I think, through what, February? I think that's the number. Football every weekend, and maybe I said day. Football every weekend all the way through February. That is a good thing. Like That's a very good thing. And you have you have practice reports going on everywhere. You have high school stuff is starting. There's actually a high school football game this week. High school game. Uh, games plural, I should I should say. So I'll get a chance to see MRA play this uh, this Thursday night here in the the metro area. Of course, they're they're uh, coached by Herbert Davis and uh, John White, a junior committed to Southern Miss, um, their quarterback. And there'll be some prospects out there. So I'll actually get to the part of the year that I most enjoy. Um, not just calling kids and, hey, how you feel today? And, you know, what's going on? That, that sort of thing. But actually getting to games, getting photos, being able to give you some analysis on a kid. Hey, this guy looked great. This guy didn't. And uh, throwing up some galleries. And, and I'll be all over the state of Mississippi here for the next for the next four months, really all the way through November state championships for the MHSAA, I think are December 2nd through the 3rd and uh, Friday, Saturday. And then the MAIS wraps up two weeks before that. So all the way up through there, um, I'll be blowing and going. And also the Mississippi Alabama game will be the week after that. So through mid December, um, I'll have real coverage, real players, you know, photos, um, a lot of that. And that's the part I really enjoy. You know, getting to see these guys, getting to know some of them, you know, not just the bigger prospects. You know, I was talking to um, Aiden Williams through message yesterday and um, everybody's and that is a big one, obviously, but everybody waiting to see what Aiden does. And I'm not I'm not sure. You know, I think it'll be Ole Miss, but we'll have to see where where he ultimately decides to head. Um, but I know that kid's talented. You know, the more I, I hear about him and of course, that's somebody I'm very familiar with just in my area because I've seen him play since he was, you know, 10th grade. But um but also the flip side of that, like a teammate of his, I've mentioned before Jabraxton Boone, another wide out there, he'll end up at a a group of 5 school and I just don't know why he hasn't been able to get more traction. You talk to the coaches there, he's just as important to what they do as Aiden is. But I like to get to know those kind of guys. And I'll have a story on Jabraxton a little later today. You know, a guy they play in, the, he'll put up huge numbers this year. He'll be somebody they put in the slot. They can move him back to running back and back and forth and do some stuff with. But I enjoy getting to know those kind of guys, feeling like you're helping them, you know, get where they want to go in the recruiting process. That's really why, honestly, that's the only reason I do this. You know, I um, got into this because of that part of it. So real football. And then on Saturdays, you guys should be, you guys should be excited. You know, I'm having the talk this morning um, and we're going to get into some wide receiver stuff here real quick, having a talk with some friends this morning and, you know, everybody's throwing out their preseason predictions. Pre-transfer portal, I would have this Ole Miss team as a nine to 10 win team. I really, that's as long as the given is the quarterback play is above average. 
And I, I think that is a safe assumption. But you know what happens when you assume? I mean, that's just that's just how it goes. But with Lane Kiffin and the guys he's working with, who I think are both look, all three of those guys are talented. Uh, Kincaid Den is is not a bad quarterback. I mean, he was better in the spring in the spring game, I should say. And I've seen him in high school. Kincaid has has skills. He's tall kid, gotten much bigger, big time arm. He can run. I mean, I'm just I'm throwing that out there. The kid has skills. Uh, he's not a throwaway kind of. He is not that on any level. But there's enough talent in that room that they're going to get above average quarterback play. So, assuming that, I think it's a nine to ten win team pre-transfer portal. Here's the kicker for me. I just don't know how the transfer portal affected everybody else. Um, I know this roster's good, and you know there's a lot of wool out there right now. People are feeling good about you know what's about to happen. I just don't know about the other teams. I don't know what the transfer portal did to LSU, did to Arkansas, Alabama. I know they're better. I just don't know if they got as as much better as Ole Miss did. But I know this roster is one of the better ones um, that Ole Miss has had the last 10, 15 years. It's one of them. Um, but like I said, and I've said this consistently, this year is going to produce the best 6-6 six and six team in the SEC West. I do believe that. So we'll have to see what happens. Um, in particular, I was talking to somebody about the wide receiver room and how practice has gone there. And look, I don't want to get into that a little bit, uh, Quinshawn a little bit, and also back to a little bit of recruiting with, with Aiden and Jabraxton. The wide receiver room, I think people are underestimating. Uh, I don't think they, um, I don't think enough credit is being given to Jalen Robinson, what they brought in there. You know, everybody talks about Jackson Dart and, and Zach Evans and Michael Trigg, and those are kind of the headliners, you know, Mason Brooks. They brought in a really good player with Robinson, a former high-profile recruit, you know, that kind of talent. I don't know. He's not thrown in there in the same way that Trigg is, though. That was a very big addition. With the addition of Robinson, with Malik Heath, who I've told you guys is going to be a player there, like that is, look at his numbers last year. He is a solid SEC receiver, and I do think this system is going to be very good for Malik. And Jordan Watkins coming in, like you overhauled the receiving room there. Then hopefully, you know, your other guys that you already had back, you know, most notably Jonathan Mingo, if he's healthy, I think Mingo is ready to, to be the guy in the wide receiver room. But uh, they overhauled it. And I think they're in good shape there. And then what they get from Michael Trigg in the passing game out of the tight end position. You know, maybe not enough attention is being paid there. And then if you break those guys down individually, um, they complement each other well. You know, I was told they can use Robinson kind of like they used Elijah Moore. You know, in the same way that, you know, they were able to move him around the field in the slot, you know, get the ball to him early. The, the similar stuff they did there it's going to happen with him. Um, and I think he's good enough. He's I'm not telling you he's Elijah Moore, but you get what I'm saying. They can use him like that. And you've seen what this offense can do for a guy like that. Then with Malik Keith, look, there's some funny stuff with Malik, you know, and, and, uh, and fans are fans. And, you know, everybody falls victim to this sometimes, including myself. You know, when players are on the other team, um, they're bad. And then when they're on your team, they're great. And, you know, that's just kind of how that goes. And I've gotten to know these kids now the last 10 to 12 years through them directly or their families or their coaches. 
And the truth is everybody's recruiting the same kids. You know, everybody's going after the same thing. Uh, they didn't become good or bad, whether or not they went somewhere else or they, they came to Oxford. And, uh, you know, that's a guy, he took some heat last year for the bowl game thing, which in hindsight, if you look, if you just boil it down, Malik did something really dumb. I mean, he did. I mean, he just smooth went Jean-Claude Van Damme on a guy after that game. And uh, he tell you it was stupid. You know, you do that at Walmart, you got, you got problems, but uh, just because you do something stupid doesn't make you an, an awful guy or bad guy, bad person. Um, but you know, if you're on, if you're a state fan at the time, you're going to defend him to the hilt. If you're an Ole Miss fan, uh, fan you're just going to attack him for it. And of course that's just, you know, the trash player on the other team. And then when he flips, you know, then, then everybody seems to flip with him. I, it's just a kid that did something really dumb. And uh, hopefully he's learned from it, matured. I know this, you may have forgotten this, but out of high school, he was a really big prospect, like a, a really big prospect out of Jackson. So that's somebody I got to see a lot also, got to got to know a little, you know, not as well as some of these others, but, you know, talked to him several times. And uh, that was a big talent. If he could put it together here in his last year, like he has an NFL body. He just hasn't produced like an NFL prospect. But if those things come together, you know, he's a huge addition. And then, you know, Jordan Watkins coming in from, from Louisville, they redid that wide receiver room and fans should be excited about that. I don't think that will be anything like, like it's been. I think that room's going to be better. I think it'll be better this year. Um, the other kid I wanted to bring up, Quinshawn Judkins. So much has been made of him. And now he's gone from recruiting to on the roster. But I wanted to bring up a, a recruiting story for you. Everybody's talking about how great he is. It's funny because right when he got to campus and he's going through workouts, had a friend who had, had called and said, hey, look, they're, they're going to have to work to keep him. You know, one day Alabama or LSU is those collectives, they're, they're coming calling. Like he looks like that type of physical player. And this was really early, you know, just with just going through some some early stuff. But players were talking and anybody that saw him like it was evident he was going to be really good. And now that he's worked out through the summer and he's in fall camp, now you're hearing even more of it. And look, you're looking at pictures of him. And he does look a lot like Snoop Connor. Physically out of high school, he looks like it. This is the funny part. I had a chance to see him last year in the Mississippi-Alabama All-Star practices, right? So I go to the Alabama practice, and I'm excited to shoot him. And not that this is the end-all, be-all, but you do look for the, the physical maturity of a kid. What's his body look like? I remember being very unimpressed physically. And texting somebody just like, hey, not physically developed at all like I, I thought he'd be. Not from what I'd heard, because I'd heard from coaches how great he was. Not Ole Miss coaches, some high school coaches. You know, know a few people over in Alabama that I'd gotten some intel from. And in practice, his body was not even what you're seeing now from some of those pictures. But he moved really well. And uh, out of the backfield, he he's very fluid catching the football. I was a very versatile kind of guy. Wasn't as big as now, but he almost, he looked young. And now I'm finding out, I think he actually, he is very young, but he, his body looked it and uh, just wasn't impressed, you know, right out of the gate. The, personally from the kid, his character, awesome. That, that guy is a very good interview. He's insightful and he's very considerate. 
like really good kid, that type. I love seeing those guys do well. But in hindsight, when you get a kid like that, whose body is obviously not matured yet, you know, doesn't have his man muscles for lack of a better way of saying it. That's also a good thing. If they're producing at that level he was and they're athletic to the level that he was when his body as, is not there yet, that is a good sign because when they get in a college program, um, a lot of times those kids just, their bodies just blow up from it. And you're looking at some of the pictures we're talking just through the summer, right? Early, just the last few months of training. And then he's supposedly up to almost pushing 220 looking like that, uh, the sky's the limit for that kid. And I'm very happy for him. They, they will probably find a role for him. The only problem is I think highly of the other backs. I'm a huge Kentrell Bullock fan. Everybody knows about Zach Evans. Um, that goes without saying he is a big time talent. Kentrell Bullock is a really good running back. And a lot of years, he would have been number one in that room. But with him, with Quinshawn coming in, and then with Bentley coming in, kind of your Jarius um, clone. I mean, they have pieces to work with, but I'm, I'm excited for Quinshawn. Anxious to see what, what happens there with him. Uh, but then in terms of the high school football part of this and recruiting, you know, I'll have some stories for you this week. You know, it's been a little bit of a lull leading up to practice. I put a lot of stuff out covering high school football here around the state, previewing the different classifications um, to give you a, a quick rundown on some of that. You know, Brandon is going to be a preseason favorite. I'm anxious to get out there and see them. They have an MRA transfer running back, 10th grader. That's a big deal. Ninth grader, too, Tyrone Ashley's son, who has a chance to be a big deal. So I'm excited to see some of these young guys that I think the early in the year, especially the next month or two, it'll be good to get their names out there more and to get some pictures for the first time when I haven't had a chance to see them. So you can expect a bunch of those guys because there's a ton of them here in just this area. But during football season, I travel all over the state. Um, I'll get down there to see Dante Dowdell quick. Keep watching Dante because you never know what's going to happen there. You know, he's committed to Oregon, but well, you never know. You just never know. So on a bunch of these kids, you, you should keep an eye out for them. Um, but I'll see all of them, not just the Ole Miss guys, the Suntreme Perkins. I'll see him early, probably this week. Uh, your Jamarius, uh, Jamarius Browns from Moss Point, but guys, uh, and Isaac Smith that's that's committed to state. I'm, I'm sure I'll see him soon, but I'll see all of these guys and especially these young sophomores and juniors that are coming up. And I should have some good stuff there for you. And then with Aiden, you're just watching and waiting. You know, it is it has looked good for Ole Miss for a while now. There's a lot of good connections, but still, you know, relationships matter, connections matter, but it's not always the most important thing. And, uh, and we'll see, you know, how all the, the NIL world works and affects, you know, where he ends up. But we're kind of watching and waiting. I still think he'd like to do this before the season. I do. Not telling you it's going to be done, but I'm hearing that. And uh, maybe we know, you know, sooner than later on him where he's going to go. But you just have to wait and see. All right. Stay glued to the board. I mean, you, stuff's popping every day. David will have practice reports this afternoon. I think Brad's out there too. I know Jared is. So there'll be a, a ton of stuff on the board. And I always appreciate you guys listening. This has been Chris Brooks with the Rebels 247 podcast, part of the 247 Sports Network and Inside the Rebels. Y'all have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow.